Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Current with Kansas City. This is Thad Bell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. I have with me Jillian Carroll Latrinko <laughs> and uh, Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star should be joining us sometime shortly. He's a little behind. <laughs> he's got <All> right. daddy duties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's always working on that, which I completely understand. Uh, <laughs> Ten years ago, I would have been more involved in doing other stuff, but now she's an adult and she's out running around on her own. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Jillian, not the great result this last game. What what went wrong from your perspective? Yeah, this was a tough one. This was one of those like tough sw- tough pills to swallow. Really, um, the performance for me was lacking. There was not the desire, the hunger, the you know the never say die attitude in the fifty fifty battles. Um, so that piece to me was lacking. And when you're in this league, you have to be a competitor for every single ball, every single minute of every single match. Um, I do think that was lacking. However, I also think that the team created some really good chances, which is fantastic. Um, You know, Mimi Larson, not just knocking on the door, banging on the door, right? Hitting the post, pushing a ball right, you know, inches from the post a second time. Um, so she's the, the options and the, the chances are being created. It's just that final, like, man, I felt like there were goals gifted 
to Louisville. And then it was like, how the heck did that not go in for Casey Current, right? So it was one of those like insane, <laughs> like extremes. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it was nice to see some fantastic offense, little ticky-taka passes, creating some dangerous, dangerous opportunities. Um, but coach mentioned it prior to, oh, Daniel, hello. <laughs> can you hear us, Daniel? I can hear you all right. Can you hear me? Yep. We, yeah. we would have started without you just because. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, but you know, coach mentioned it prior to, although the chances are created, what's happening is the team isn't able to finish those. And it's like, they just forget to get back on defense and there's the lack of transition back. And so, whereas it's phenomenal offensive play uh, in the offensive third, A, you have to finish. And B, if you don't, you have to get your butt back in transition. So it was a few moments of fantastic, like flashes of beautiful soccer, you know, really high class, high quality um, in instinction, like instinct, instincts on display and just really cohesive play up top, but couldn't find the back of the net to save their lives. And then the lack of transitioning back and then just some mental errors. And so it was tough. Um, I think right now this team has faced like it's gut check time. Like you're either going to show up and you are going to battle or you're going to just stay at the bottom of the barrel for the rest of the season. You know, it's a long season, but I think they have to come out and make a statement. And I think, I think it has to be a physical play, physical battle. Um, and, and I think that's what's, what is necessary at this moment. And, you know, I think it's great that a player like, Hammy is coming back because yep. she can really bring, you know, physicality, but also just like a fresh new energy uh, and just kind of a desire to win every ball. So really tough match. Um, again, flashes of just like we saw Wednesday in the Challenge Cup. I believe Casey Current showed that they were the better, stronger team uh, in moments. But you got it. Hats off to Louisville. They finished those matches off. Um and they made the most out of tiny little opportunities. They capitalized on them. So tough to see the error out of the young player, uh, Soto. Um, but, you know, you you have to respond and you have to and you have to come back from it. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's just gut check time. We're just going to have to see a physical, solid mentality from this whole crew front to back going into the Houston match, in my opinion. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Coach Caroline very much called out the they need to work harder. They need to, uh, you know, ignore the fact that they're tired. They need to, you know, be more physical and all of that. And I was, she was really kind of called them out a lot in the uh, the media availability today. Did do you kind of hear the same thing, Daniel? Yeah, I did. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I even specifically calling out some of the attackers for not wanting to dive in um, to the defensive side of things. You know, I think there's one thing, part of it too. I mean, Alex Loetta provided a ton of bite uh, as a player uh, in that, like that physical role in the midfield. Desi as well, wasn't afraid to get into, into people. Um, Alex had the bite. I mean, Elizabeth Ball, even as a defender, she picked up as many yellow cards as she did. She had to get suspended because of a yellow card accumulation at last year. Um, that was because she was willing to be physical and put, put a tackle in and I think 
this team's missing someone willing to just put a freaking tackle in. Um, you've got a lot of players who want to do fun stuff on the ball. They want to be in space. And when you have a team like Louisville that sticks to you like a glove and hacks at you like crazy, it annoys the living crap out of you. And, you know, sometimes you got to be willing to dish it back to, to, to kind of send a message. And um, not only it, in willing to dish it back, but like embracing physical moments and the physical nature of this game. Um, I, it's been a while since I, I mean, this is, this is true for both. It's weird. Both teams are running synonymously to each other this year. Um, <laughs> uh, very much so in, in town, but like where I, there were so many moments last year when they went on that 13 match run where I thought they were physically the better team, not only in terms of shape and conditioning, but in terms of how they, I mean, Haley Mace just bodied people off the ball constantly. I don't see Haley Mace bodying people off the ball this year. Um, I don't see her as fast as she was last year. I mean, those are, those are little things like that, that, that make a difference in, in, in setting a tone and, and stuff like that throughout the game. And so, you know, when you're in the final third, then like, if you, I, I, to me, it's a mentality thing. If you're not exerting that grit in other places around the field, maybe you're not going to exert that grit as much in the final third, but sometimes that's what's needed just to put the ball in the back of the freaking net. Um, it's kind of funny when we were in that availability today, both Hamey and Kate Del Fava were out there with the, the, the tanks on and you know, joking about flexing the guns before we started. And, you know, like, Hammy's got some guns. She's not, she's, she's willing to, to get into players and handle the physical side of things. So um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see her back in there. Um, we've seen Mimi up there and she's been fine, but I think Hammy just nonstop work ethic um, uh, uh, up top. And I think it's just something, somebody at the top um, that the tip of the spear, when it comes to pressing without the ball uh, and a player who can just help, lead the defense from the front as well um that that that's going to be a really necessary factor for them as she continues to get um back involved but i also it's going to take other people getting back into the team it's going to take elizabeth ball and alex luetta getting back in it's going to take morgan gatro who's a bit more of a defensive minded midfielder than any of the ones out there and and desi scott it's going to take those kind of players getting back into the team to be willing to have that physical get at you aspect to, that's going to help shift that mentality. Um, and because I, I don't know that this group has yet shown uh, us that they're ready to do that. Yeah. No, and it is a very different group from last year, especially with, I mean, who's available, who's been available at least so mm -hmm. far this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Hammy and I love how much she runs and how much effort she puts into it. And she isn't always the most clinical finisher, but she would be one of the first players I take if I was just starting a new team, just because, I know she would give every single effort that she had in her to do. I don't know how much she has in her right now, though. Yeah. You know, she's just coming back. So she got in, what, 10 minutes or so this last game? Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a process with her getting back. But I do think she's up for it. I think the team recognizes that they need something. Uh, now they're not going to rush an injury, you know, um, but I do think we're going to see it grow match by match her time on the pitch. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of ball, we, we, we had been told the previously that she would be probably about the same time as Hammy. She was on the roster and then back off the roster, the game day roster. Uh, it sounds like she'll be at least a little bit longer. Uh, Morgan Gautreaux probably the next one up after that or about the same time. 
Let's see who else were you missing here? I mean, Denny, Alex. Um, and Alex was out walking around on the pitch pregame. I'm not sure if you guys saw her. She, you know, she previously had a little scooter. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. you know, she was walking, so that was exciting to see. Um, but yeah, I don't know timeline for Desi at all. Um, I, uh, I think Alex would be coming into training sometime in the near future. I don't know yeah. how much of it, but she should be coming in. And then uh, I think it's mid-June for Glass and uh, Laboge. Yep. Right. Um, right. I, I think Desi obviously has to be before that too, um, based on her on the timeline, at least that we were given at the start of the year, just for the fact that she knew she would be back in time to like show she physically could be with Canada at the World Cup. Um, and that, that every bit of that was made clear to me by her and the club. So pretty sure, um, we'll see her hopefully here in the near future. Um, it's going to take, I mean, it's going to be a couple of weeks, but, um, it, it, even if she's at the point where she's listed as questionable, I'd argue she's probably on the plane, uh, with Canada. So, um, it'll be interesting to see the, the next couple of weeks is, are, it's pretty big. Um, cause we, we're talking about some of these June return dates and, uh, it's May 23rd. <laughs> so that's coming around. That's, that's coming real fast. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what that looks like here in you know, in a month's time, where are we at with, you know, those four, but really, I mean, outside of the season enders by the end of the month of June, we should be looking at as close to a full, if not a full and barring nothing else happened, knock on wood, say you're, you know, rosaries or whatever <laughs> to, to make sure that nothing else happens uh, injury wise, but pretty close to his first choice team that we can get. Yeah. yeah. I would say uh, the two that is the most needed back at the moment is ball and Loera. Yeah. And I, I just say that because you, the, the experience on the back line would help. Uh, I, I think Robinson and Soto have done an amazing job for being rookies, mm-hmm. but having an experienced center back next to them and Loera filling in at that six spot or Morgan Gautreaux. I mean, obviously she can do that too, but Loera can also fill in the, uh, on the back line as well. So I think those yeah, two would be great to have back. I think Loretta specifically just because that allows us to use Di Bernardo differently. Right. Um, who's another, you know, fierce competitor player, but not playing where she naturally would like to. So yeah. I think, you know, obviously getting everybody back is, is desirable. Um, but I do think Merrick has done a good job when she stepped in there. I also, you know, what does she have maybe at this point, a season and a half of, of experience. Um, somebody like Elizabeth ball just need, you need that anchor, you know, in the back. So. Absolutely. All right. Coming up on this next game, Houston, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, just had a little brain malfunction there to make sure. What do you expect? Do you expect this team to come out stronger? I mean, Jillian was talking about this a little bit before you showed up, Daniel, about how they're going to have to come out more physical and show that they're ready to play. Otherwise, it's going to be a really, really long season. Yeah. You expect them to come out stronger after uh, coaches kind of call them out? I hope so. I mean, you would think so. Um, and if they, if they don't, then, of course – that's the concern, right? Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we talked about the idea of championship or bust. 
And in reality, all you got to do is get to the dance and make something happen. We saw that last year. They're the five seed and made it all the way to the final. Mm-hmm. Um, so in reality, you can get there to the dance, but there was a stretch there where they were the most dominant and one of the best teams in the NWSL. It started with Memorial Day weekend game, uh, you know, no, noting that. Um, but if if they don't do that, then I think that's um, – that's concerning because it took that. If you remember back last year, that game against Louisville was not pretty. I mean, they scored a penalty right. kick like five minutes into the match, and then it was just an absolute grind. They did not, I don't know if they took another shot on target the rest of the game, and they just kind of ground Louisville to a halt. And then all of a sudden, things started picking up. Then they made the trade, and all of a sudden, okay, now we're getting stringing wins and draws together. And okay, now we have a firepower and attack, and we're scoring a bunch of goals. and you know, we're out, you know, so we're covering for our mistakes because everyone's mentality is going and all of a sudden they're flying. And I, I would not that, say they were scoring a bunch of goals. They were winning <laughs> games by one goal. Yeah. But they were like three, two, two, one, three, two. I mean, four, three. At least. yeah. <laughs> and they were consistently one goal better. That's why I said they were covering well, for some of their mistakes defensively by picking it up and scoring goals when they needed to. Um, a lot of two, two draws too, within that, yep. that, that stretch. So, um, team hasn't always been like the greatest defensively, but they've never, uh, you know, last year at their height, they were, they were scoring goals regularly and you knew they were going to create a lot of clear cut chances and put them away. And they haven't been doing that lately. And you knew that they were also going to be up for the physical fight. They haven't been doing that either. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest concern is if they don't come out with that kind of response in the coming weeks, um, because, you know, sooner or later, it's going to be too late. And uh, this is, you know, they don't have another 13 game. I doubt they have another 13 game unbeaten run. I mean, I'm okay saying that, that that's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, there's a reason why not a lot of teams have done that. So, um, you know, it, it's going to take very much now to start turning it around because they arguably have a little less time than their city Patriots or city compatriots um in terms of with the amount of matches that they have left in their league i mean that that it's they got to get going now um if they want to really jump up the table uh for playoff picture to even be in the mix at the end so um yeah they need to yeah i'm gonna hop off quick but i am gonna leave you with this i think just between uh the the frustration of not being able to score the frustration of creating nice opportunities nice good chances and not scoring mixed with a little bit of, you know, I'm not one to do this normally, but there were some missed calls in this match. There were some, there was some poor decision-making by the referee in this match. I mean, there's one, I don't know if you've seen the mean meme yet, but Dabinia kind of gave them, (laughs) look it up if you haven't. Um, There was the frustration is at an all-time high for this squad. And so I think the frustration of, of, of the losses and the non-goals um, paired with the opportunity to finally have a full week of rest and training and recovery and evaluation. Um, that all paired with also maybe the injection of hammy. I think the recipe is in their favor. And I think between all of those things, just the frustration rising tremendously, um, an opportunity to kind of just actually rest and have a full week, you know, before the next match. And then plus you bring in a fresh set of legs like Chris, like Hamilton. Um, I think it's, I think it's time. I think this weekend, um, I think the stars will align for them finally 
but you know, if they have to show up and do it and coach said that, and I, you know, putting on my coach's hat, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't get on the field for you. Like I can't do it. I can only lead you to it. And then you have to go perform and, and hopefully they'll, they'll be able to do that this weekend. Maybe we need to have you step in and give them some, uh, you know, informed words. <laughs> no, no, hardly right. be like, girl, get out of here. <laughs> what What's your role this weekend, Jillian? What are you doing this weekend during the game? This weekend, I will be color analyst um, on the radio broadcast. So um, we've had some really great feedback. Uh, please tune in on the Casey Current app if you can. I've heard of people listening to us while at the game. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. I'd they, you know, one person told me they had one earbud in. I'm like, how do you hear anything at the game? <laughs> I've actually uh, thought about doing that so that I can sometimes hear what's going on because sometimes I have no clue what's going on. I mean, I'm shooting yeah. the game. I'm on one yeah. end of the field. Yeah, you know, and, and we have a little bit of insight as far as like when subs are coming and things like that. So, um, but yeah, tune in if you can. Um, and then the June 3rd match, we will be on 38th spot. So you can catch um, everything there as well, which is great. Awesome. Thank you for joining again. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. Now it's just you and me, Daniel. You were quiet. I know. Are you ready? <laughs> um, Greetings. Hi. Yes, it's just you and me. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Sperry and I have seen way too much of each other over the last couple, three weeks. <laughs> This whole season, lots of games, lots of practices. Uh, this whole season, I've seen Thad almost as much as I have seen my family, is how it feels. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a, I'm gonna start calling you cousin Daniel or something. <laughs> I uh, probably wouldn't claim it, I know that. All right, uh, <laughs> what else can we break down on this? Uh, we kind of covered a little bit what they weren't doing in this last game, what they need to do going forward. Do they, coming into this season, with all the free agents that was signed, of course, we didn't realize how many of them were not going to be available, but with all those free agents that were signed, it was expected the current would be just flying, scoring tons of goals. It wouldn't matter if they gave up five because they were going to score 12 or eight or something, right? It was just going to be amazing. Yeah. And now it's falling a little bit apart. Maybe they needed to pick up another veteran defender yeah. You know, it was kind of, there was some defenders out there that were free agents that it, maybe they weren't the number one defender, but maybe they could have been a free agent defender that filled in the spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, even it's like losing a player like Kristen Edmonds is uh, hard because of just how valuable she is and with her experience and her, her level of fitness and health. I mean, she's rarely injured. That's a player that um, they could have used, uh, especially in this situation, just to have to pair experience uh, and, and, and class and um, just someone who does all the, the little things right in the moment um, yep. uh, next to a rookie that's kind of learning that. And, you know, they they've been had to play two rookies next to each other. And that that's a that's a very I mean, we're at a stringent depth of their back line situation right now. Um, but I'm curious. Personally, I'll say this. I'm I'm just curious why continue to play two rookies next to each other. Um, I thought Addison Merrick has looked fine as a center back, both in a back two and a back and a back three. And it seems like they only put her on when they're gonna play a back three. Um and I think I think well, I think that accentuates and her her skill set very well. I 
that doesn't mean to me that she's not that she can't play as the right center back in a back in a, in a back four. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I appreciate what's what Croy has done. Um, but I think one of those things where you're, I, I remember this two years ago, um, Daniel, I think it was 2018 or something like that. Daniel Shallowy, um, was rare and hot at the start of the year. Um, and all of a sudden for like a month, Peter just pulled him out of the lineup and said, got to give him a rest. He needs to, he, we've played the young player a lot. He's got a lot of tape out and exposed and, you know, there's, there's, oper- there's things going on now that are, if he continues to do them and doesn't learn it, that's going to be detrimental to both his mentality and all that kind of stuff. Well, we saw what happened in the, in the following years after that, but there, it, it was maybe a sign of the things to come there. I think if you, if you continue to overexpose a young player to mistakes, it's really damaging to the psyche. Right. And I, I think, um, for a young player like that, obviously Croy is very talented. I think she's a very good defender. I, I love what I've seen from her, but she's also extremely young and has played more games in the recent weeks than she has in the last calendar year because she was injured the whole previous season with Oregon. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that, that, that that's a hard part. Where she missed the majority of her su- either senior or super senior season with Oregon. So now, you know, this player – that is very, very good, but has also been hyper exposed at, at a pro level. Um, it, you don't want those things to start piling up. And yeah, as a as a rookie center back, you should be getting a start every couple of three games. You should be coming in to help close out games to be the extra defender and getting that next level experience. But because of injuries, and I will say, uh, Weinbrenner probably has not stepped up like I thought she would. And they're playing two rookies and at center back. I don't necessarily agree. I don't love the whole three back, five back system, but when you are at a certain point, maybe that's what you need to do. Uh, One thing that I thought Potter was good at was he would maybe start with the five back system and then move to the four back system with a change of players and a different tactic going forward in the middle of the game, which threw off the other team a little bit. I haven't seen Caroline do that as much. Uh, go back to something you were mentioning earlier, uh, Kristen Edmonds. Uh, you know which team she went to, right? Right, Gotham. And you know what position they're in? First. Yeah. They're top of the table with 16 points, eight games played, uh, four goal differential. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that she's the... Uh, only a contributor to it, but <laughs> that's the I would argue you could probably contribute uh Lynn Williams to that. Uh oh uh, quite a bit, yes, but Edmonds obviously has contributed to it also. Yeah. For sure. And I don't think she's like the you know the best defender in the league or anything like that, but she was a very quality, serviceable defender. So it was a little sad to see her go. Yep. Let's see. It was just kind of interesting. It was, uh, it felt like talking to Coach Caroline today, almost like talking to Peter Vermees. Yep, players needed to work harder, gave them the game plan. They didn't execute. Seems like both teams are getting the same results. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I said it feels like these two, uh, it feels like these two, uh, 
teams are kind of running very parallel parallel um and how things are going i you know i i would say i mean i buy for the current situation i don't know that i love buying the travel and and the the match day excuse as much as sportings sporting right. played four gate five games in 14 days four of them were on the road in cities la uh, Seattle, Houston, Kansas City once, and then St. Louis, but St. Louis going from LA straight to St. Louis. Right. Um, uh, uh, that's that's an insane uh, little bit of travel stretch. And the current had home game, travel to Louisville, play at home again. And Louisville, we're talking six hour car ride at the most. Um, so I, I, you know, part of that road that is, and they rotated the squad significantly uh in that midweek game as much as they could right and so i i have a hard time like accepting that one as a reason for um maybe lack of energy defensively um lack of the bite sporting that's understandable especially when you don't i mean i think they did that to themselves in a way um by not you know what's one less point in la sorry we're gonna start i don't want to turn into a sporting podcast but what's one less point in la versus having a fresh rotated rested top squad um uh for the big rivalry match um sporting got complimented by you know the possible mvp of the league though so you know brownie points i guess i don't know um you know it's it's to me it's one of those things where um it's interesting to hear some of those same talking points um I, I think they're they're fair in certain situations. This one, though, um, I mean, well, it, it doesn't matter who they put out there in those games. The losses look the same, and that's the that's that's the concerning part. It's distinctly less an issue in this case because you played Louisville twice in a row, so they both have traveled. They both played. They both had the same exact opportunities. So you, it's hard to say that. Kansas City current were more tired than Louisville, and you could very easily say Sporting was more tired than St. Louis. It, you can argue about rotation, different players, different tactics, and all of that could be very valid. But in this case, Kansas City should have had the advantage coming home for the current and over top of Louisville. And they, again, it it's it's always interesting when you look at the stats. If you look at the the Sporting. St. Louis game, uh, other than the goal, Kansas City owned most of the stats. Possession, passing, blah, blah, blah. Shots, number of shots, expected goals, all that. When you look at the current, it's not that. I know they had some good chances. Uh, like Jillian was saying earlier, you know, shot off the post, a shot just wide, a couple other opportunities, a very nice attempted back heel from Michelle Cooper. Yeah. But all the stats go to Louisville. Mm-hmm. And they won two, nothing. So, yeah, it just it doesn't jibe as well for having the excuse of being tired. Yeah, and even like San Diego too. The San Diego game, I think about that one. I mean, they they actually did out expect goals right. San Diego in that match. Um, but yeah, man, I it it's just one of those things where, I mean, I I think it's a fair excuse. I I do really like kind of just sifting through the weeds of all of the conversation about it um, really boils down to, you know, that energy exerted defensively um, uh, when they don't, when they lose the ball or 
when they miss a chance um, to make sure that they can create that chance and uh, again, uh, or create a better chance. And I think um, they're at a point right now mentally where when the chance that they create doesn't go in, it affects everything else very greatly. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this question out there and I'm not expecting a very long answer because we only have a couple more minutes, but sometimes there are, there's a there's old saying addition by subtraction you take away somebody and you get better was there a subtraction by addition with this team was having Dabinia that's more creative and much you know obviously a great goal scorer a great player is she subtracting from the team by being the focus of the the attack and not always being in a reliable position for how you do a build up and I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily that's the case. I'm just kind of pondering this a little bit and having to watch the games a little bit in a different light when I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I would personally just disagree with it just because I think when you have a player that has that type of unpredictability and the ability to make things happen out of nothing, um, that creative spark, sometimes you lose a little bit defensively. Um, and I think you can you can live with that if you have the defenders behind them, and they just haven't had that. And I, I think that that's going to be the question of. And I made this point to Caroline. I didn't mean to like make a point out of it, but I asked this question simply. It was, you know, the results that they got. They got their three wins in a row. They played in the back five. They've been adamant about switching to the back four. They have not gotten any results in that situation. And now I know they started that Angel City match off very poorly in the back five. Uh, the, the issues that they had in that match were not because they were playing in a back five. It was because they were um, kind of ignoring the buildup phase. And that is, you know, you can not ignore the buildup phase with the back five and use Haley and Kate much higher and wider uh, and really mess with teams and how that, that happens and be very attacking minded and still have very good buildup that way. Um, but you, so I, I asked that question and she said, you know, it's a good point. They're not sure what they want to do, but at least they're thinking about possibility of switching back to the back five to be more solid defensively. And I think that's probably a smarter option given where they're at right now. Um, just because of the way that they are seeping in goals, maybe they do need an extra defender in there with so many young players back there, um, to, to, to make up for that, because you also can't keep asking Haley Mace and Kate Delfava to be so far back because they're in the back four um, and negate what they do very well, which is that overlapping run and the, the, the combinations um, out wide and building some of those overloads. So, um, you know, I think that's, uh, it's an interesting question you pose. Um, I, I just, you've got to have the right structure behind it. And I don't know that they've had that right structure behind Dabinia. Um, because you do have with that creative player got to live with the fact that they may not be as defensive minded at times. And you, you probably said it in a little bit better way than what I questioned it. Cause you have to have the team behind that player that I've seen this in other cases where you can bring in the, the best player in the world or one of the best players in the world. And you actually get worse for a while until you figure out how to play with that player, how to use them. Yeah. And how to use them, but how to cover for what they do or how to, still spread out the goal scoring or whatever that spot is. I mean, it's, you have to sometimes figure that out and yeah, it's, we'll have to see if they can continue to figure that out. And maybe again, we think we, before the season, we thought, 
having Dabinia and Morgan Control would be a much more controlling midfield. Mm-hmm. They haven't had both of them yet. Mm-hmm. Still missing Loetta, which mm-hmm. has been at least a good chunk of their problem, I think, protecting yeah. the back line. Yep. All right. Any uh, predictions for this? Oh. You know, I think they bounce back. They just tend to have Houston's number for whatever reason. Um, uh, I, I think they'll end up getting a result here, a good one, and one that make you say, okay, they're they're, they're getting back. Um, I don't know. They, they seem like a team that when they're pissed off, they do pretty well. So um, They need to stay pissed off. Yeah. And Houston isn't all that good, so. For as much attacking talent as they have, there's a lot of questions. I will say this. Everyone was stoked about the attacking talent that Houston got, but they ignored the fact that Juan Carlos Amaros went to Gotham and he's no longer the coach there. And there's uh, now a new guy that's trying to figure out um, the, a new group of players. It's interesting with Houston. There's uh, some similarities. All right. Uh, we're running out of time. So thank you, Daniel. Uh, Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. Stab Bell from Kansas City Soccer Journal. We had Julian on earlier, and I appreciate everybody listening. And we are out.